Yes, sir. I'm black and I'm bold. Never sold my soul. I'm so full and old from the top of the forehead to the bottom of my toes. You figure deal me. So one and only Jeff asks who you know back. I just wanted to talk about uh in the workplace, you know. Fortunately, heading into 2020, I'm in a good place as far as like I'm in a good place right now, know what I mean? But I used to have a plethora of jobs. Like I, I'm cool with almost everybody in my job now. So I don't have this issue, but it wasn't always the kids back in the day, man. Like I've had at least 50 jobs. I done mentioned this a couple of times, but like just coming up in Maryland, it was like every warehouse job, it was either felons or foreigners and no in between, you did. It was just straight up violence. It would be miscommunications almost all the time. And it was just tension on deck all the time. So I remember one incident in particular. We had this dude. He started two weeks before me. He claimed he was 30 years old. But he looked at least 43 in the face. Like, he was from Nigeria. Now, sometimes, like, it's a little bit of fraudulent ages. But I ain't gonna go into detail with that, but... Some motherfuckers know what I'm talking about, man. Like, them niggas be fronting about their ages. Especially, like, them basketball players. But anyway, um, he's on Euroset past that. This dude somehow got a supervisor position by snitching and being enthusiastic about the job. Because this job in particular was a third party through Amazon. I was working there during the peak season or whatever. So you got between 18,000 and 20,000 boxes a day. 15 trucks, and three niggas, sometimes four, five at the most, loading these trucks up. Swear I lost 30 pounds at that job, man. Motherfuckers thought I had a booger sugar addiction. Shit was crazy, bro. I already was below 150. But man, how that shit was trash, man. But anyway, I called this dude Nigerian Richard Simmons. Because he would always try to be on some motivating let's go shit. Like, we be sitting there loading up the trucks, aggravated as hell. Mind you, I say there's four, four or five of us at the most. So I sit here and have to work 60 to 70 hours a week. You just hear, let's go, let's go, keep pushing, keep pushing. It just be like, everybody tell them shut the fuck up every day. He just got to a point. I would block it out for the most part, but at times it would aggravate me. The one day he had pissed me off, damn it, was when I was going to the bathroom one time. And all he would do was push the boxes. When he would say, let's go, keep pushing. He never hop in a truck and help us. He would just push the boxes inside the truck. That was it. And try to talk to the girls wearing medium shirts and shit. So I was just sitting there like, Fuck this dude, man. He's sitting there wearing these tight-ass pants, looking like Woody from Toy Story and shit. How the fuck you 43 with a mohawk, motherfucker? Just sitting there like, bruh, you need to come in here and do work. You getting paid more than us, and you sitting here trying to lay back and snitch on motherfuckers. So he's right next to this truck. He yells, mind you, like I said, it's 15 bay doors, anybody who's been in the warehouse. 15 fucking doors down. Yells at me like, can I come over there to help him out? So then I say, I'm going to the bathroom. You do it, motherfucker. 
So then he gets he did he was talking about sending me home. So like I walked up on him and we had got into it pretty much. It was about to be sophisticated stone at this job. That ain't the first time that happened though. Like nigga caught a two and a biscuit coming out of his forklift and shit because he had fucked somebody's wife. Like his eye was like on looking like a motherfucking plum. That shit was just shut in the motherfucker. I was like, damn. Then another nigga got choked in the truck before. And this same Nigerian dude, like, he had almost got, he got pushed against the wall in the truck. He had, like, ran. Shit was funny. But, yeah, like, these jobs was, it was always ready for smoke, man. Like, you had people from all over. It was, like, a pit. <laughs> yeah, people from different countries. Like, the city was pulling up. Philly was pulling up. Like, D.C. was there. It was just people from everywhere. People from New York was coming down, working there. Like, it was crazy. But, um, yeah, with this dude, I had told him, like, stop playing with me. Like, you need to go ahead and do some work. He felt threatened and went to HR. So we, when he went on HR on me and my mans, like, my man straight up was like, I want to catch him outside of work. We knew a car he drove. He drove, like, a 2001 Mercedes Benz and some shit. Like, he wanted to catch him outside of work. Catch that motherfucker at the traffic light. Straight knock his ass out in front of his wife and kids. So he could tell him and explain to him why he's such a bitch-ass nigga and why he did it. I was like, yo, that's some cold execution, brother. You done did this shit before. Speaking of, like, cold threats, because this job, you would just hear somebody threaten to get choked or uh, a fight about to happen every day. It just happened. That's just what it was. Like, somebody wanted to fight a pregnant girl one time. I had motherfuckers ODing in the bathroom. Like, this job was just hectic. I ain't going to mention the name, but any nigga that know me know exactly what job I'm talking about. I had to tell motherfuckers off the record, man. I'm just sitting there. Like, it was another African dude. He was from Ghana. And the funniest thing about him, he would be married, but he would shoot shots at all the women in the warehouse, like the ones with the STDs and everything. But I'll just be like, bruh, I'm going to need you to relax. Like, you got multiple wives. Like, that's too much money dishing out, bruh. Like, just keep it simple. But somehow this motherfucker would load up trust every day wearing penny loafers, like motherfucking church shoes. We call them slippery earls. He'd be like, when it would be below 30 degrees, he'd be struggling, but he'd still be out there with it. Like, still moving. And we had a dude that worked there. He had a, a DJ Paul baby arm. So he could only lift the boxes on one side of his body. So the African dude got mad at him. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was a funny thing about the African dude was, um, he referred to sex as Jaga Jaga. And, like, when I told him I was in a long-distance relationship, so he was like, when you have to Jaga Jaga, you go all the way down to Virginia? I was like, yeah, man. Uh, he looked at me like I was crazy for saying that. Like, yeah, I said, you go ahead and fuck around, catch STD one of these bitties if you want to, brother. Like, that's on you. But, uh, yeah, it was just, 
he got mad at the dude with the DJ Paul baby on. And he was just like, you need to do some work. I'm tired of covering the Lord with this side of the truck. And he was just like going off. So then the dude told him to shut the fuck up before he grabs him and throws him in, um, what do you say? He wanted to throw him in a motherfucking uh, keg because we used to sell kegs at the job. He like, I'll throw you in this keg and light this bitch on fire. I was like, bruh, you definitely done did this shit before. Like, we had real live niggas who probably had bodies, but I was cool with almost everybody. I done pulled up with motherfuckers. Like, that was the same job. Like, dudes was stealing cigarettes out of people's lockers. Like, stealing blanket miles out the ashtray. Like I said, fellas and foreigners, man. <laughs> That's the real grimy forward of shit. But another, um, I just had a quick temper when I was younger. I used to just wild out on motherfuckers. Like, I got the police called on me on two different jobs when I was a teenager. Hey, one of them, because a woman complained because my pants was down. I was just like, I got a belt on. So I was sagging with a belt. Got fired for that pretty much. And I had just went off in the store and they called six police officers. And I was on probation at the time. Luckily, I didn't get like a disturbing peace. I'd have been in jail for like a year or two. So. Definitely your steps some bullshit there. Um, then the other one, it was 102 degrees. I'm just sitting there taping up boxes on a moving conveyor belt. It's my third day. Somebody stopped the line and called me a fucking idiot. Talking about, I don't take a rocket scientist to do this. Nah, nah, nah. So I was like, fuck you, you full bad looking Michelin man, bad built bitch. So we go back and forth. And eventually, I just walk out, kick the fucking door open, and security told me I can't sit in the building. So I had to go back outside when it was 102 degrees. At the time, I had my baby dreads. They was barely past jail twist level. So I'm just sitting there getting scorched like a motherfucker. I'm just sitting there miserable as hell, man. Another job I had, um, it was this one dude. We thought he was from Africa, but he told me he was French. He wore the same outfit every day like a damn cartoon character and shit, man. And when he took that jacket off, smelled like he had a bag of onions in the cobra clutch and shit. He'd just be booming like a motherfucker. It's just like, ah, damn, man. So he was lazy as hell, hated being on the trucks, but we had to force him on the trucks sometimes. It was me and this dude from NY. Like, cool as hell. I ain't gonna say nothing crazy because, like, he grew up in Bronx, in the Bronx in the 80s. I don't want no issues. Like, if he somehow hear this shit, like, you a cool nigga, B. <laughs> so, the funniest thing was, like, we all go down and we're loading a truck. And he tells him 30 minutes prior, like, yo, we're gonna be at this door and meet us down there. He takes the scenic route and he's talking to other people and shit. He eventually get there. So then dude was like, where the fuck you was at, B? And then he was like, you do not talk to me like that. I am a grown man. And then like, he's like, I'm a grown man too. I told you 30 minutes ago to come down here, grown man. And you was like, take it long. It's only a three minute walk. Nah, nah, nah. So they going back and forth. I'm sitting there fresh off the morning blank. Like I said, it's 730 in the morning. 
sitting there chilling. Then all of a sudden, he is like, the French dude gets offended. You know, everybody get offended when somebody from New York talk, because, you know, he's so aggressive and shit. He is like, the way that you talk to me, the look on your face. Like, I, I don't appreciate that. So I'm just laughing like a motherfucker. He says, the look on your face. And then he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but just get to work. And he's like, no, I ain't a grown man. And then, like, he had poked the dude. I said, he grew up in Bronx in the 80s. He was a trill one. Like, I ain't going to give his background. He was a real one, though. Like, he got poked. I seen a look in his eye. I was like, I got five seconds to stop some dangerous shit from happening. Like, so I had to literally kind of come down off my high for a second. Step in, I was like, yo, you just moved out here. You said you wanted to turn over New Leaf, yo. It ain't worth it, man. Like, fuck this dude. Like, he ain't going to be coming through. Like, it ain't worth it. And somehow I got through to him, like, in that split second. And I was like, yo, let's just go to the truck, man. Like, just go to the back of the truck. Just toss them bitches, man. Like, fuck this dude, yo. So I had prevented a fight at that moment. But he told me, he was like, yo, if you ain't step in, I would have punched him in his jaw. Broke that shit, clocked out, and went home. I was like, yeah, that would have been a charge down in Maryland, brother. <laughs> they would have came to your house, but I appreciate that you didn't do that, man. I'm just glad I'm in a place now. Yeah, hopefully I can break through with the comedy. Like, on my day job, it ain't no tension at my day job, though. But just always having to look over your shoulder at jobs, seeing people get choked, like, seeing motherfuckers Drunk on the job, running in the conveyor belts. Um, what other memories I got? Yeah, niggas is about to fight all the time. Like, cause our warehouses in Maryland was you would work fifty plus hours between fifty and seventy, and the lack of sleep it just caused a wild amount of tension. Shit get real, man. <laughs> I'm glad like I'm past that now. I'm trying to think if I got any more instances where I was about to fight the other motherfuckers was about to fight. I definitely, uh, yeah, like, I think I went through most of them. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely some more. I'm tripping. Um, I had to think of, like, I said, I got, had about 50 jobs, so I had to think. Yeah, it was one job. These dudes, uh, they always were bicker. But one day, they was about to fight over a cart. And then, like, he's like, motherfucker, that's my cart. And he was like, you bitch-ass nigga, da 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 And they went back and forth. And the last thing he said on the elevator before going down was, meet me at the bus stop after work. Like, I like to fight until I see blood. I went to the bus stop kind of to see if these niggas was going to scrap. And they, like, one of them ducked at the bus stop. That was some bullshit, man. Like, one of them stayed and got some food at the food court. He ain't want that smoke. I was like, damn, that shit crazy. Another time, like, a piece of furniture fell on um, an old head. And then my boy was high as shit, so he was laughing. And he got mad. He was running up on him. And then... Like, somebody had to step in, because he didn't... Usually he would laugh, but he, like, had this serious look. I forgot who stepped in. It might have been me. I don't know. I would be peacemaker sometimes on some weird shit. And then he is like, 
I wish that old nigga would have came. I'd have fucked that nigga up. I'd kill that old nigga. So, yeah, it was tension at this job all the time. Like, women was about to fight this job, too. It was a couple instances where they was already, like, one dude was fucking two girls at the job. And that shit just got out of control. And they was about to fight. I was like, this nigga, he was, like, the biggest degenerate I ever worked with in my life. Like, I ain't gonna go. This dude was like, he was a felon. He had he had an attempted murder charge and was still working at my job. I just felt like that. Like scumbag, most of the kids didn't really take care of none of them. Like took pride in it. Told me old money to IRS. I'm like, yo, how you still alive, bro? Hey, fuck is you doing? But I said girls love felons in Maryland, man. Like that's just how it was. But I'm going to end. I wanted to keep this one short. Just talk about uh, some tensions at the workplace. Like, that job was crazy. The one at the mall, though. It's still there. Like, I actually went back to Merlin. I thought it was our business, but they still there. I wonder if they still tackling dope fiends and chasing motherfuckers out to 95 and shit. They used to do that when I was there. They asked for my help. I'm like, yo, my job is a little trust, motherfucker. I'm not chasing down dope fiends and, like, one dude got flipped on his head and, like, smeared blood on one of the security dudes. Like, I ain't dealing with that. I'm a borderline killer motherfucker. Like, we just had to see shit like this every day. Like, that job got hit up a lot. Like, niggas would steal anything from candy to vacuum cleaners to, like, the grass-cutting MAGA-supporting new balances and shit. That store didn't sell fire shoes. Like, the shoe game was weak. It was all them dead shoes and shit, but dude was cleaning up. He would walk into the stock room. He, he dead for a week. Then they tackled his ass. He had to pay, like, $9,000. That shit was crazy. But, I mean, I had to chase down a nigga that stole $800 in Levi's because, like, the security dude ain't had no help. You had to run out the side of the building, run in the parking lot. Yeah, Levi's and the fucking Orioles bag. I'm like, yo, why am I not getting... I was getting like nine fifty an hour to do all this extra shit. They wanted me to like clean the store, grab a cardboard and trash and shit, be a cashier, make cardboard bales unload trucks. I'm like, yo, I'm not getting paid enough to do this shit. Like, I had to travel about to do this shit. I'm like, fuck this job, man, but... I said, that's like a quick trip. Like, I can have more stories. I'm trying to think of more. But I'm going to just keep this one short. Now, I mean, appreciate y'all listening. I said, the uh, Adventures of Ask World podcast. Going to have more soon. Definitely going to alley-oop this one into the um, t- combo with True. So stay tuned for that. Like, me and True. We had a dope convo talking about wild DAR times and shit like that. So, y'all enjoy that. This is like the appetizer for that shit. Know what I mean? Jeff Axel, black and bold, never sold my soul. Throwing over from the forehead to the bottom of the toes. You dig what I'm saying? We out here. Blazing in amazement.